Welcome to TSF Life, a podcast ministry of the Shepherd's Fellowship Church in Marion, Ohio. TSF Life is designed to bring you biblical teaching in a relational way that's easy to apply to your life. Let's join Pastor Tom Hypes as we dive into today's teaching. Um, I know that we have many people here that are very good and very capable of doing sermons. I'm not. But I love worship, and usually during a normal year or a normal year and a half, I would have these little things that I would um, say before I came up for uh, worship and to, to prepare your hearts. I would have all these neat little things. I don't know in the past if people have been here where I did like the little rocks and the little nails. I do these things just to try to get people a different focus and a different light of... Oh, yeah, see, right there, yeah. Um, of a different light of how that, uh, a different lens to look through, okay? So um, this, honestly, is just all that kind of wrapped up into one, and I hope it makes sense. I hope it's not crazy. I try to make it the best I could. I know there'll be things that afterwards I'm going to be like, man, I wish I would have said that, but um, uh, it's, it's just not going to happen. So I would like to start this by bringing the kids, bringing all the little kids up here. The kids are our future, and they're just, they just got a lot more time than us, right? They have more time. So what I need you guys to do is I need these blocks. I need them up here like a wall. Can you please do that? And while they're doing that, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. So I learned to play music when I was like 13 years old. And I uh, quickly started a band. I, we played music like uh, ACDC and Nirvana and Pearl Jam. You got, anybody remember that? Oh. All right. All right. Okay. That didn't work. Can we stack all those back up nicely and try again, please? There's some under there, too. No big deal. So, as I, uh, I, I played in, uh, like, garage bands. Do you guys remember garage bands? I was the guy in your neighborhood making all the noise, singing Nirvana out of tune. Right? Not that he wasn't singing it out of tune. So, um, as time goes on, and the, I, I went and sang at a... Uh, Lutheran Church. I sang in a choir, was, and I was in a choir at school. I loved choir. I loved singing. And that was my introduction to, uh, to God. You know, I mean, I got saved at the church. I uh, um, got baptized there. I uh, just grew my faith there, and, you know, that was me. I was that. But, you know, as time goes on, you know, I, I didn't have to stay at church, so I became like a skateboarder punk, you know, and just terrorize your streets. <laughs> so close. So close. All right, okay, can you, can you guys please, can you guys please stack that up nicely again and try it again? Is that distracting? 
it's not going smooth. Anyways, so uh, my friend JT, uh, he he went to church and he he talked to me about basically just coming back to God, you know, just m focusing my faith better than I had before. I didn't really have it all together. And we've been there, right? We were we just, you haven't brought all the pieces together at once. So, you know, I prayed and he he had some vision in my, in my life. And there's a point where it all kind of came true. And, you know, I, I've, I found God through all that. I mean, that's kind of a short way of putting it, but it is, you know, I, I found the Lord, and from there on out, when I was in, you know, my 20s, I started leading worship at a vineyard church, and just, just like that, oh, good job, guys, go ahead and try it one more time, so, and just like that, you know, I thought that I was going to have the band that I had when I was younger, and I didn't, I, you know, knew I was supposed to do music, and knew, knew I was supposed to do gospel music. <laughs> oh. Okay, okay. This is getting out of control. Chuck is our elder. Chuck is our elder. Chuck, would you mind coming and talking to these guys a little bit? All right, so, <clears throat> oh, where was I? Vineyard Church, I started singing. I thought I was going to have the band that I did, and I never, I didn't. You know, it took a long time to, like, follow that vision and just come back to kind of what I had before as far as a worship team, as far as a group of people. But in that time, God grew me so much. There was so many things that he did, you know, and there was a lot of times where I just wanted to give up, you know, and then there was the point where I was ready to step out and kind of almost start over again. And I did when I came to the Shepherd's Fellowship. This was a new beginning for me, and it was a great beginning. As I came and, you know, learned from our pastor, and I learned from everyone else, you know, I, I really shaped myself, you know. Um, oh, this is going really good now. Good job, Chuck. So, you know, I just, I really just shaped myself. And followed the Lord and just kind of followed what people, you know, people thought that you need to do it one way, and I just followed what God did, and it, it became what it is now. Oh, oh cool. It seemed like it went much better, didn't it? I think it's coming together. Anybody know what wall this is? The Great Wall of China! Nope, not the Great Wall of China. Anybody? Jericho. The Wall of Jerusalem. The Great Wall of China. Do we have any more? This is. This is going really well. This is going a lot better. Yeah. Did you guys do it? All right, all right, all right. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Carefully, everybody walk away. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you.
so in all this, you know, I think that God has a plan in your life, okay? Does who here, give me a show of hands, who thinks that God has a plan in their life? Okay, with the other arm, who doesn't have an idea how to get there or know what to do or blah, blah, blah? Okay. It's like God's will in your life. It's like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to make this work, you know? So Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Allowing God to be being commits you to trust. God cannot lead you where you will not follow. Okay? Um, acknowledge him in all your ways. So when we're getting together and we're praying, you know, we hear we hear God say, I want these blocks there. And what do we do? We go for it, right? And we pick them up, and we mess up. And what do we do? Do we quit? I may have quit. I may have quit sometime, right? And we go, and we build them back up, and try to pick them back up, and do we quit? Sometimes, maybe not. Maybe it takes longer to start again. You know, in Exodus, let's see if I can find it. I didn't bring my mouse, so this is kind of Exodus 15. When they came out and they they got out of the out of Egypt, what was the first thing they did? But before they did that, what else did they do? What else did they do? Complained? No, before they even started doing that. They what? They sang a song. They sang a song. Right? You know, in Psalms, it always escapes me. The verse, I actually had the verse. Anyways, he... They, they talk about, you know, what ha God's done, you know, what they've brought him out of, you know, what God brought him out of and how he saved them and brought them through the land. Sometimes when we're trying to figure out what God wants us to do, we just got to stop. Or sometimes when we're trying to do what God wants us to do and we're trying to move forward, we have to stop. Both these verses, what they have in common, I will sing to the Lord, like Exodus 15, I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted, the horse's driver. The Lord is my strength and my defense, my salvation. At the end, you know, talks about the generations of majesty threw down, opposed, the surging water stood up the wall, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to embarrass myself by reading, you know. Uh, he's saying, we, they praised him for what he's done. Do we ever sit on a Sunday morning and praise him for what he's done? Right? Like if I was to say, God, thank you so much for just teaching me music. Thank you for much, so much for the family. 
who you've given me. Or thank you so much for getting me through the situations you got get me, gotten me through, you know. Thank you so much for it being bad right now, but I know that it's going to be good. Sometimes when we praise God for the moment and what he's doing, we'll see what he's going to do, right? Because when we're looking for something, when we're looking for those moments of picking up and starting what God wants us to build, you know, we don't see what he's done. We don't see how, like, they, they learn so much, you know. But the problem is, is, like, I just put this down here just for the heck of it, but, like, sometimes we think the world is what we need to do to get that, right? But really, what we need to do is have our, come to our elders and share with them, you know, what God's doing so they can pray with us and help us and guide us and just have them on our hearts. It's very, very important to just share with people, to be a part of it, you know? Like, if I just sat here and thought that maybe I should go out and start a, I felt God just really wanted me to come up with a shoe drive, you know, and I'm just saving shoes at the house. And I look up online on how to save shoes and look at, like, where I could go buy shoes. You're not really going to come up with that much. You might be able to give some people some stuff, but you're not looking, you know, maybe God has something more grand. But if you come to your, your elders, your friends, you know, and you think about other ways with them, you, you have a, a more grander scale. Am I, are you tracking with me? Remember, I'm not a preacher. I just like worship. <laughs> just remember that. Okay. So where am I at? So there's a picture in the sermon thing. There's the first one. Okay. Anybody know what that is? What is it? No, 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 no. This guy. This guy with the arrow. Do you guys know, like, the royal guards, like, in England? Yeah. Right? They, they're not allowed to move. They don't talk. They stand there. They're kind of decorated. You know, over the years, I think I look at that and take it for granted. You know, it's just kind of like the silly guy with the hat on kind of deal. And, you know, I think about that, and I think about how, like, me standing up here singing, sometimes I feel like I'm just this silly guy up here singing, you know, right? And when I see pictures online of congregations, you know, with their hands up and praising God and that, I just take it for granted. It's just kind of like just what you see at churches, you know? Does that make sense? You kind of glaze over it. You see pictures of people passing out shoeboxes to people that need shoes, um, you know, but... The real deal is, is that guy's a soldier, you know? He's a real soldier. He'll take you down. He's not going to, he's, I, I tried to look up what they all, what, you know, the exact one it is, like if it's a Marine type, blah, blah, blah. There's a whole lot of things you can kind of dive into yourself. It doesn't really have much to do with this other than the fact that he's a soldier and he will take you out and he's defending the queen. But people come up and tease him, you know, during all that. That's what we are. We're these people that 
they look at like we're a joke. But we're, it's a very serious thing what we are. We're, we're children of God. We're here for him, you know. We have the word to take out. You know, we have everything that God, that Jesus has given us. We're very powerful people that just kind of look silly. We kind of get put in a distraction of looking like that guard. And the next picture is somebody teasing guard. Yeah, we've all seen that, right? I mean, blah, blah, blah. They're, they're teasing them. They get up and they get in their face. Don't you feel like the enemy gets in your face? You know, we've got to realize that we're, we are that. We're, we're the real deal. When we're singing to God, when we're lifting up our voices, you know. David appointed a bunch of musicians to watch over the temple, you know, to praise all the time because he, that was his defense. Those people were, were the real deal. It may look like a bunch of goofy people back in the day playing some harps and stuff like that, but there was a real battle going on there. There was a real thing, you know. I just, uh, whenever you think about what you are, don't think you're a joke. Don't think what we're doing is a joke. Take it serious. Sing. I need some coffee here, sorry. <laughs> so, if you saw me playing with my phone during the service, it's because I was trying to do something that did not work out. It's a decibel level. You guys know what a decibel meter is? JT? You're, he's a live sound guy. Decibel meters, is that... Yeah. What's a normal rock concert at? Uh, 108, 110. So, I got the free app. It didn't work during service. I was fiddling with it. It never got going. So, so much for us uh, seeing what we registered at in the uh, Richter scale of all that. Uh, So what's the next picture? Those are Jericho's walls, right? Let me find here what I have for Jericho. Then the Lord said to Joshua, see how I have delivered you into the hands among the king in fight, march around the city once with all our men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets and rams, horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpet. When you hear them sound the long blast of the trumpets, have the whole, whole army give a loud shout. Then the walls of the city will collapse and the army will go up. Everyone straighten in. So, you guys know that story? So those are the walls of Jericho. So this is the wall of Jericho. Isn't that nice? The kids made it for us. Oh, I don't have... Okay. Think about... Where is it at? I want to... You know, okay, so those are the walls. Um... For the time, they were heavily fortified, you know, just very nice walls. But in, in everything, I think what we need to know is, I think God kept saying this to me. 
God knows the chink in the armor. Does anybody know that term? The chink in the armor. Like, okay, like that's like the, the, the weak spot, right? The, the part to get. Like, we try to figure out God's plan and we don't just like sing, we don't just like forget about it and sing and enjoy the moment and push toward what God's doing. We don't trust in him with all of our heart and not lean our own and we try to figure it out. We don't need to do that because God knows the chink in the armor, okay? So that's, if anything, to remember this, remember, and trying to find out God's plan, remember that God knows the chink in the armor. So I want to do this right. I want to read this right because this is really neat, okay? So go to the next picture. Nowadays, this is a terrible picture. I found it really fast. And uh, it's just how to build a wall, okay? Uh, this is just a normal wall. Uh, you know, you put the mortar in, level it out. You have, sometimes I think this doesn't show it, but you put rebar in there to make them stronger. What I do for a living is I, I'm a CAD guy, and I, I look at blueprints all the day, you know, and I, I'll look at pictures of walls of buildings and stuff like that and see all the different things that go into them to make them strong enough to, not fall during earthquakes or when there's too many people there, engineers go into it. All this stuff, okay? There's all these things. Jericho walls did, probably did not have blueprints. Probably didn't. I don't know. Maybe they did. Maybe they rolled them out. Maybe they had rebar in there. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. So they were just early walls. They were, they were just good, grand, big walls. Does everybody agree with that? Yes. Would it take a chink in the armor for God to, to sing, tell people to shout, and do that. This is a neat thing I read. And when I read this, I, was, I thought it was cool and I thought it was terrible all at the same time. So, not long after Garth Brooks took the stage at Louisiana State University, Tiger Stadium, playing to the audience of just over 102 fans. So I think Jericho had maybe like 40,000 people. They didn't have everybody there. So this is a little bit more. Things got rowdy. When Brooks gave a nod to the city, he was performing in a, by singing Calling Baton Rouge. Do you guys know that song? Yeah. Calling Baton Rouge. If that was playing, would you sing it? Yeah. Would you sing it really loud? Boots were thumping so hard that the earth was literally shaking. A seismic set, set by an LSU professor captured a small earthquake caused by the musical uproar, according to a viral post on Twitter. This was the second time in three decades that the event has caused such a commotion at Tiger Stadium, the first time being in 1988 when the LSU football team defeated Auburn University with two minutes left by a narrow margin. Not only did the crowd make a earth move, but the audience member also reported getting alerts about dangerous noise levels on their Apple watches, which notifies users when the environment hits 95 decibels. So I don't know what the actual decibels was for that. I mean, if I would have dug a little deeper, I probably would have found it. It doesn't really matter. You know, when I think of the loud trumpet blasts, and I think of the shout, and I think of all those people. We have no idea what was going on at that time, but could there be a moment 
where God knew that that's what it would take to take on those walls because it's it's God. He's he knows everything. You know. I think so. I thought that was a little neat thing. Uh, it saddened me that it wasn't from a Chris Tomlin concert that that happened when they were singing "How Great Is Our God." It was uh, Colin Baton Rouge, which I don't even. Does anybody can? We'll listen to it later. I'm going to get up here and sing it. <sighs> so, I want you guys to start to whenever you guys are starting to pray about everything that we did here, you know, as far as like what God wants us to do. This is the last day of the year. We're starting a new year. I really feel like God gave me this opportunity to give you all this, these random thoughts so that you could start a new year with this. I really think that he did it with the chink in the armor in mind. Does anybody else agree with you? Agree with me? Right? So I was going to knock this down, but that's such a mess. Okay. Our, uh, one of our artists here, Adam, did our prison door here. Is that nice? Does it look like a prison door? Yeah. I'm playing with fire. Like, that's, like, going to be loud. Can I have Vivian come? How many other teenagers are in here? Huh? Come on. Come here. Vivian. Chuck. Can <laughs> you please help? Oh. You want help? Nicole. Okay. Over here. So Chuck, get back here. You're going to be the Holy Spirit. See how I did that? You just bust through there. Don't knock the whole thing down. Or try not to. Please don't get hurt. Please don't get hurt. Uh, Nicole, could you be right here? Please. And then Viv, you stand right here. You, you two, right here. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite worship song? Yeah. Sing it. <laughs> I haven't listened to it in like three years. What's your least favorite worship song? None of the above. None of the above. Okay. <laughs> Oh, good, good father. Go ahead. You two start singing good, good father. Please. 
Just quietly, just some somberly. Okay, so do you guys know the part? I'm wrapping this up. If you guys, I'm sorry that this is so short. I'm wrapping this up. This is terrible. In Acts 16, this is a this is a moment of praise and worship that I love. Okay, so Paul and Silas they're in prison. Do you guys know this part? Do you guys know this? Here is Paul and Silas. Nicole is the prison guard. She's the angry prison guard. She's mad because of things that make you mad. Bengals losing. losing. Anyways, she's guarding them, okay? So these guys are singing Good, Good Father. It's about midnight. Okay. Are you guys going to sing? Like, this is, I built the door. Adam drew the picture. I brought it up here. You guys can't sing Good, Good Father? Like, I'm, oh, woe is me, Good, Good Father? And about midnight, a, law, a, a strong, violent earthquake came, and the prison doors were open. And the prison doors were just opened. Oh, bust on through there, Holy Spirit. All right. Yes. Wow. I feel like that was rough. Like <laughs> that. Yeah, well, no, no, no. Well, maybe, maybe. Okay, all right, you guys can sit down. Man, so the prison doors came down. Paul and Silas, you guys remember the story, right? How Paul and Silas, they didn't even actually leave, right? Because they just stayed there, you know. But they were in this time where they were set out to preach the gospel, the thing that was in their heart, the thing that they thought that God wanted, right? Um, you know, I remember when I uh, was becoming an electrician, okay? I uh, got married, and, oh gosh, why do I keep doing that? I got married, and I had stopped doing pizza, okay? And um, I needed a new job, I needed a career. And I really was like searching after what God wanted me to do. I was like really looking high and low, just trying to think and I was praying and just looking for all that. I had all that in mind, I was a little older, so you know, I was like in my 20s, I wasn't a kid, you know, and I was looking for all the things that God wanted. You know, I was listening to see where I was leaning on my understanding and not. And I was working in this factory. Not that the factory is bad, it just is what I was doing at the moment. I was praying really hard. I keep wanting to cough. I was praying really hard. And I was like, I was just finally was like, God, what do you want me to do for a living? I don't know. And on the speaker, it goes, just like this. Uh, I need an electrician. I need an electrician. And I was like, 
Oh, that's funny. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, I went to school to do electronics. I love all that stuff. And I was just like, that's just so funny. It's, it's kind of like what I'm dealing with, you know? Looking for somebody. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm just, I'm literally still sitting there, and I'm like, God, what should, what should I do? And it comes up again. We need an electrician at line one. Electrician at line one. And I was like, okay, I get it. Okay. So what I did was I went to a friend named Dale Kibbe. And uh, I said, man, I, think, I really think God wants me to be an electrician. I think I could really, I think I want to do this. I, th I looked into it and he's like, yeah, well, I'll see what I can do. I, I, I know people. And I was like, thanks, man. And uh, I looked and I did my due diligence and I kind of failed trying to find some stuff. And finally one day, you know, about a month later, Dale goes, I got you set up at Rhodes and uh, you're going to go there and you're going to be, you can interview and tell them what you want to do. And I interviewed them and told them and they were like, yes, we, 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 you can come work for us. We'll help you be an electrician. I worked there for a while. It was a failure. I didn't, nobody wanted me to be an electrician at all. You know what I mean? It was very dis, dis, disheartening. I didn't make it at all. It was, you know, a year and a half. I learned to weld instead. I learned to do other crap that I didn't want to do, you know, but it made me better. And one day they came back there when I was welding. They said, hey, you still want to be an electrician? After I was basically like, God, I, don't even, I think you're wrong, you know? Like, I think this is... One day they came back and said, you want to be an electrician? So they, I was like, yes, I do, you know? You know, after just, you know, failure, you know? It's just like... I mean, it's a short period of time, I'm, I'm past it, you know, but, you know, during all that failure, I just got into it and then started being an electrician, and then just, it just, we never got electrical work, so I didn't get to be an electrician, and I was like, God, this is just, I feel like this is just not working out, I feel like I'm not becoming the electrician I want to be, you know, and, uh, and then I got, we got work for it, you know, and then, and then the doors closed, and I'm like, I don't, what am I? How am I supposed to work being an electrician if it closes? And then I got a job being an electrician somewhere else. I was like, God, that's good, you know, but I'm not making any money and, you know, and keep pushing. And, you know, this whole time I was relentless about God's path of me doing this. You know what I mean? This is important. Like what you think you, God wants you to do. It's not all just this be a pastor or be in ministry, you know. Sometimes when I talk about like how I wanted to be a musician like this, I feel like you guys really, this doesn't pertain to me, but this, it pertains to everything, you know. What you do is what God has you do. Does that make sense? Goes on time and, you know, I lost my job at that other place, you know, and I was like, I want to work at the best place that I possibly could know. I want to work at Vaughn Industries. It's so lame, you know, like, maybe you guys don't think this is super cool, but I do. You know, and I want, I want to be an electrician there. Called them up and they're like, we're not hiring electricians. And I was like, well, you know what? I learned to weld because I was waiting around to be an electrician. So I got a job at this awesome place as a welder, right? And I was welding and there was no, there was no more welding work. They were about ready to lay me off. And they were like, didn't you used to be an electrician? I was like, yes. So then they're like, well, we're going to put you in the apprenticeship. So I was like, yes. You know, I became an apprentice, you know, and that's, that's like five years after this, guys. This is five years of me just being a mediocre electrician, okay? And then time goes on and I learn all kinds of stuff, get to work with all kinds of awesome people, and you know, still pushing and praying to be the best electrician that you can be. 
not praying about being an electric guitar player. You know, that's just my, that's another thing that I do. You know what I mean? So I just want you guys to know, you know, like God has you do these other things to be a shining light for him, you know? So I'm, I get stuck on a job, you know, and I'm like thinking, I don't know if I want to do this God anymore. You know, I've been, you know, I've, I've went through the apprenticeship and everything and I'm praying about it and I go to, go to the church service and go down front and I ask for prayer and they're like, you know, Mike, I think there's another option. And I'm like, okay, I guess, you know. So I go to work and that week I get a phone call and they're like, Mike, would you be interested in being a CAD guy or doing electrical work? And I'm like, yes, it's still being an electrician. It's just, you know, the next move. It's just so awesome how God does that, you know, and sometimes we feel like we feel like we're about ready to give up, you know. I can't imagine these guys being in prison, ready to give up after they thought, you know, didn't Paul see Jesus? Didn't Jesus make him blind? Didn't, didn't that happen? Like, what, what, he's, Paul's like, I'm in prison? Doesn't that suck? It's terrible, you know? What did they do? They sang. I always think of it being like, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows my sorrow. We don't know what they were singing. We don't. It says the prisoners heard them and everything like that. But, you know, I think, I really feel like a lot of us have something in our life that we think, is God ready to move us to that next step? Am I about ready to, should I give up? Should I have never started? God knows the chink in the armor. Do you believe that? If you were blessed by today's teaching, we hope you return for our next podcast. Or better yet, stop by the Shepherd's Fellowship any Sunday morning to join us live. You can learn more about the church by calling 740-382-3500 or check us out online by going to tsflife.com. That's tsflife.com. You can also support the ministry of TSF Life by donating at our church website or sending support to the Shepherd's Fellowship, 1647 Marion Marysville Road, Marion, Ohio, 43302. Thank you for spending your time with us today, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Be blessed.